It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Happy Fourth of July weekend. I know a lot of people taking some time off, celebrating the holiday Monday, but a lot of long extended weekends. Hopefully, we're helping you get to where you're going in your car uh, here over this holiday weekend, and everybody has a happy, safe Fourth of July. Hard to believe we are less than 60 days away now from kickoff for Nebraska and Dublin, Ireland against Northwestern. Um, we are less than a month away from the start of fall camp in August. Where did summer go? Uh, but some big news to get to off the field for Nebraska. First and foremost, Nuri Nuelli over the weekend announced that he failed an NCAA test and he is ruled ineligible now uh, for the entire season. And he didn't get into the specifics of what he failed the test for, but uh, it's a pretty cut and dry rule. If you fail one of these tests um, that the NCAA randomly can administer, uh, you're out for the year. I mean, there is an appeal process involved. Um, young man's made an accident, a mistake, and um, it backfired on, you know, it's a tough situation uh, but there is no wiggle room uh, with something like this. I was told it's the first time in about two and a half years the NCAA has conducted random testing like this because of COVID and other factors. Um, so kind of came up and uh, w was a bad situation. Now, I think it was known, though, for a few months in the program, became public last weekend. Leave some big questions now with this Husker offensive line in what direction they decide to go. I think Turner Corcoran's the wild card. Do you want him at right tackle or left guard or even center? Um, right now, it wouldn't surprise me if he is the left guard. We'll see where that goes. Um, a lot depends on Bryce Benhart, if he's good enough to be the right tackle and can lock that down. And then you know, the other conversation would be guys like Ethan Piper and Kevin Williams and Henry Latoski and Brock Bando, what they want to do with those guard positions. Um, today, Trent Hickson's the center. Your right guard would be Brock Bando. Latoski's battling there. Uh, I think we can all agree that Henry um, or Teddy Prohaska is the left tackle. So there are some decisions that will have to be made with how they retool this offensive line and what they do, I think, really with Turner Corcoran. That's the big discussion. Now, in recruiting, Nebraska picked up another commitment, this time from Maverick Noonan of Elkhorn South. Not a real big surprise here. Husker legacy. And we're going to hear from Maverick later in the show. He joins me in the next segment uh, talking more about his commitment. Visited Stanford, came back from Palo Alto, uh, let the Husker staff know, officially announced his decision uh, this past Friday. So Maverick Noonan in the boat. He is the fifth in-state recruit to commit to the Huskers. Um, altogether, Nebraska's made eight offers. Um, they, they've missed out on uh, a couple of guys in-state-wise. Um, but we'll, we'll see kind of where this goes. Uh, Malachi Coleman is the only one left 
they have not offered or that they have not landed yet. I guess technically they didn't offer Zane Flores. He's going to Oklahoma State. And, and then the, the kid from Fremont Bergen, uh, Cade McIntyre, is going to Oklahoma. Um, Benny Nagoy technically has a Nebraska offer, um, but it's not a non-committable offer. They, they kind of didn't really recruit him after the offer. So they've had a very good year in state-wise. I think if they can get Malachi Coleman with Maverick Noonan, and you'll hear from Maverick talking about that, I think they're pretty confident about getting Malachi. So we'll see where that goes. Keep your eyes now on linebacker Dylan Rogers out of Texas and then Georgia wide receiver Barry Jackson. I think those are the other two guys that could commit. Or have, Nebraska's got a great chance um, to, to lock up. We are now into the dead period uh, for Nebraska and everywhere in college football. What that means is schools can no longer host prospects on campus. Uh, the official slash unofficial visits are done until the final week of July. Then there's one more week in there where you can bring visitors on campus. You know, you might see a couple more kids come in, but a lot of guys will be rolling into practice. Nebraska will be in the fall camp at that point. Uh, but they're in a good position. I mean, I, I think Nebraska can be close to 15 commits um, by the time the season starts. And that's a really good spot to be in uh, because of the numbers and where they're at. Uh, obviously, there's a couple needs they still want to address um, in this class. But I think they're in a very good spot, especially if they could get Malachi Coleman, Dylan Rogers, Barry Jackson. That would put them right at 14. Um, and there's some other names that could emerge there that were on campus as well. Once again, you're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan here bringing you home on this July 4th weekend. It's also the one-year anniversary of name, image, likeness, NIL. Uh, the game of college football has changed unlike ever before with this rule. And you know, I think we anticipated it would. I think it's changed even more than we realized. And it's funny when you think about a year ago how NIL launched. I think – for about a month, it was what we thought it would be. It was players doing fun podcasts, you know, guys doing tweets uh, that were sponsored. You know, really, really simple, grassroots, organic NIL. Um, but as we know, NIL has become much more sophisticated, um, you know, in a lot of ways, a pay-for-play model um, across the board. I know it's not supposed to be, but I think we can all agree that's what it's become. I mean, you hear stories of $8 million packages being put out there for top-level quarterbacks um, you know, by different collectives and things like that. Um, so it, it has really changed the game, and it's not going away. I, I just don't know how it can at this point because of the different state laws involved. I mean, it would take Congress or Senate to get involved and pass something um, to change things going forward, and I just don't know if that's going to happen. So uh, NIL is here. It's here to stay. Nebraska has done a very good job, though, over this year. I think they've – really built a good infrastructure. It's played a big factor. I mean, they landed 15 transfers from the transfer portal, and it continues to, I think, impact them in recruiting and how they do things. And they do a very good job. And I read this about Michigan State this past week. Uh, Michigan State involves over 100 players in their NIL operation, and Nebraska's pretty much the same way. Um, you know, I've been able to do a lot of NIL interviews this summer over the month of June uh, with every major position group. And those interviews run deep. It's not just this couple top two or three players. It's all the way down to walk-on players at position groups. So I commend Nebraska in the sense of how NIL has been operated here. Um, a lot more guys are getting some opportunities um, with different NIL moving forward. Um, 
moving on now into the show today, um, we are going to hear from, as I mentioned, Maverick Noonan, uh, Nebraska's latest commitment from Elkhorn South, son of Husker great Danny Noonan. Then I'm going to hear from a couple of true freshman players on the Husker team. Richard Torres will join me, the quarterback out of San Antonio, and then A.J. Allen, the running back out of Louisiana. Both players will join me as guests in studio. Uh, great interviews, great to hear from all of them. You'll hear from Richard coming off his knee injury last year. A.J. Allen as one of the late additions that Brian Applewhite brought in. And obviously Maverick will share his story, uh, why he picked Nebraska and, and what's next for him going forward. And then I will close the show. I'll take your questions in the mailbag. That's all next here on this 4th of July holiday weekend edition of the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan here taking you home on this 4th of July holiday weekend. As I said, we got a jam-packed show uh, later on, I'll be joined by quarterback Richard Torres on the program, among others. But uh, told you off the top, um, it's busy for Nebraska in terms of new recruits, new commits. Uh, they picked up a pretty big one um, this past weekend uh, on Friday from Elkhorn South's Maverick Noonan, Husker Legacy. Maverick, first of all, congratulations. I'm sure it's a relief to th- just be at this point now with your recruiting process. Oh yeah, well yeah, it's a relief. I just get to get to focus more on my uh, my football team here at Elkhorn South and, and making it down to Lincoln. But yeah, it's it's been a great recruiting process. I'm just glad it's all over. When you look at it, I mean, obviously there are several reasons why you probably picked Nebraska. But thinking about it now, what were kind of the what was the moment in the process where you're like, "Yep, I'm going to go to Nebraska," but obviously I want to just cross off a few more T's and dot a few more I's before I make that decision official. Yeah, so to be honest, Nebraska is pretty much in the lead. Uh, they're the first team that offered me, so I mean they're pretty much in the lead the whole time. But uh, I mean, I just wanted to confirm that in my mind. Um, the only way I felt like I could do that was going on these these official visits and really just looking around, comparing the schools. And uh, I felt Nebraska was was the best for me. Had the had the best football, best fans, and a bunch of other things. So I mean, that's why I picked them in the end. Well, growing up, with my official visit, I, I felt like it was it was time to commit. Yeah, growing up as the son of a Husker legend, uh, Danny Noonan, how much did did you guys talk about Nebraska growing up as a kid? I mean, or was it something that you know what you you guys didn't talk? I mean, I'm curious, like just growing up, what was life like for you being the son of a, a well known Husker? Oh, uh, I mean, it wasn't too much different. I mean, he didn't really have any uh, influence on my decision at all. He just he kind of helped me helped me work through it, but. Um, I mean, he's a great dad, so, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, like I said, it didn't really have any, uh, influence my decision. Can you take him in a weight room yet? Or has he still got a, a pretty big edge in that department? Uh, we're pretty close. I mean, I've definitely got him in the lower body, but <laughs> yeah, we're pretty close. 
we work we we work out together in the uh, in the off season. So I'm gonna uh, wait. Yeah, but he still goes hard too. So. I'm going to wager to guess. Give it about one full year at Nebraska, and you, you might have a, a, a lead in, in, in that in that department. Right, he's getting too old too. So <laughs> he would probably fire back though when you're in your fifties. Um, I know. You, you know, look look at him compared to other fifty year old dads. So he's I know. He, he's doing yep. something right. Yep. But um, you know, talking back with Nebraska, Mike Dawson too. Uh, I know he developed a great relationship with you over the process. Speak on Mike Dawson and, and just what he meant in the big picture of your recruiting process. Yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten to know him over the past you know year or so. Um, but I think he's a really good coach, really knowledgeable. Uh, I feel like he he'd be able to develop me, get me ready for the next level. And uh, I mean, that was that was one of the reasons I committed. I thought the coaches were great. Coach Shenander's great. Coach Frost. Um, so I really just loved all those coaches too. So. And you'll graduate early. Um, so I'm sure that was, um, that was a big part for you to get your um, decision done now. I mean, how, how important was it to kind of wrap this process off so you can, you, you can focus on your senior season? I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just nice to get it done and over with. So, you know, we got, I can focus on summer lifting. I can I can get a routine going for that, and uh, just focus on the next school year and and uh, getting it done with Oakland South. So it's just good to have it over with. How Nebraska? Talk about how they want to use you. I mean, what was the description of how they want to utilize you on the field? Um, I'd probably say the easiest description is just playing that that Garrett Nelson type player, uh, setting the edge and getting after the quarterback is really what they they want me to do down there. We're talking here with 2023 Nebraska recruit Maverick Noonan, son of former Husker Danny Noonan, Elkhorn South product, edge rusher. Uh, Maverick is the fifth in-state recruit to join the Huskers recruiting class. And, you know, that group of you guys, um, it seems like a lot of you guys have gotten to know each other. Uh, how much have you talked to the other in-state guys and other members of the recruiting class since you've committed? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've talked with a lot of guys like Gunner, uh, Malachi, well, not yet, but you know he will commit soon, <laughs> hopefully. Um, but uh, like Brock, I, I got to know those guys, and we did team camp down at, in Nebraska a couple of weeks ago. Got to know Sam better, went against him a few times, but I mean they're all great guys. Uh, it, it'll be fun playing with them for the next for the next years. So, are you guys working on Malachi Coleman? I mean, between you and Gunner, and we're trying. Like, yeah, we're trying. Yeah. What uh, what's it gonna take? Um, I mean, obviously, it feels like Nebraska wants him the most of anybody on him right now. Um, but you know, he's gonna he he's pretty adamant on waiting till December. So I'm sure it's gonna be a battle. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll come around though. I'm <laughs> sure it will. Well, <laughs> uh, let's talk about Elkhorn South this year. Uh, what are you what are you thinking for your team? I mean, you guys have been so close the last two years. It's gonna be a really yeah. really tough year again though in Class A. I believe you guys beat you beat Gretna last year in a regular season game. So you, you, yep. you've beaten the best. You've been to a championship game. What's it going to take to get Elkhorn South over the hump in 2022? I mean, yeah, we're just uh, – we got a lot of great players coming back. Guys like Noah Bustard, uh, um, Cole Ballard, um, Carson Rahner is going to be a quarterback. He's going to be great next year. Ashton Murphy, uh, Henry. So, I mean, I mean, I think our defense will be great next year. Um, along with their offense, but uh, you know, just just getting over that hump is what we have to do, and we'll get that. We've been working hard in the off season, so 
no, I'm pretty confident for next year for sure. Out of curiosity, can you play any offense or will you just strictly focus on defense? No, so I, I just like last year, I'll start both ways. I play right tackle. Um, and so, yeah, just to help out the team some more. But I figured you'd be asking for that tight end jersey to try to get a few balls thrown your way. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Henry's took that away from me, so. <laughs> yeah, Teddy, you know, Teddy Prohaska, he got to play some tight end snaps, but he's quickly uh, grown back into that left tackle spot. But do you talk, yep. to, do you talk to Teddy much, too, um, with the Elkhorn South connection? Yeah, he was my uh, he was my host on my OB, so I got to talk to him that. You got to ask Elliot Brown, your other former teammate, if he's going to let you be in one of his TikToks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time because those t- <laughs> those TikToks are something else. I don't envision Maverick Noonan being involved in an Elliot Brown TikTok yeah, dance video. Yeah, I'm not too much of a TikToker. So, <laughs> are you not much of like social media wise? Are you? Do you get on that stuff, or I mean, you had to kind of use it for recruiting, I'm sure, to communicate. But is that something now that recruiting's done, you'll just kind of casually look at social media instead of having to look at it every day? Uh, I still look at it, but I'm probably not going to be posting every day. Or like Instagram, I'll post like once every you know four months or something, some random, really random times. But I, mean, I don't really care too much about social media, especially it's just, posting. It's just- it's all about winning a championship now. I mean, and when you talk about developing your body, how big does Nebraska think you're going to get as a player? Like, what's their ideal weight for you two, three years into the program? Um, they really haven't gave me a set number. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'll, they'll be able to develop my my uh, my body. I know Coach Duval does a great job, especially with the nutrition guys and stuff. So I'm not too worried about about that, but. Well, good. Well, any uh, any fun Fourth of July plans? You a big fireworks guy this weekend, Maverick? Or what's the uh, the new yeah. plan doing yeah. on the fourth? Some fireworks, of course. A few other things, but you know, I don't I don't really know. Definitely <laughs> some fireworks, though, I'm sure. Well, hey, Maverick, congratulations on your commitment. Enjoy your Fourth of July weekend celebrating with family. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of hugs and um, yeah. time with your family to celebrate the the commitment from this past week. All right. Well, much more to come. Uh, We'll hear from quarterback Richard Torres next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan here, as I told you off the top, we're going to be joined here in studio by freshman Nebraska quarterback, Richie Torres, is it? By the way, is it Richie or Richard? What do you prefer? Uh, Richard Torres is fine. So you know, you're you're kind of the un, one of the unknown guys in this quarterback room, just because of the spring and coming off injury. Um, you know, you, you did go through spring in a limited capability, but Richie, where are you at? Kind of in the big picture, just coming off of injury and, and coming out of the spring. I feel I'm uh, I'm actually 100 percent now. I feel a lot better than when I got here. Um, when I first got here, I was like. I want to say like 75%, but then as uh, training camps went on and workouts and everything, I just feel myself getting stronger every time. 
So I think I'm up there. I just got to compete for it and learn the playbook, and I'll be all right. And, you, you know, you came here um, under a different quarterback's coach, and, and you've had to learn a new system, a new quarterback's coach. Right. Um, when you talk about just the adjustment, um, you know, kind of adapting to a different coach in a different room and a different system, what have been maybe some of the challenges of that for you? Um, well, the thing was uh, I wasn't here when Verdue was here, obviously, and so my connection with him wasn't very, very deep because it was literally just over the phone type of thing because of COVID so, too right yeah and it was not too much in person with him so when he left it, I'm not saying it wasn't emotional for me but I would say it was just a little, a little it's business yeah it's just business exactly like college football is a business we're talking here with true freshman Nebraska quarterback Richard Torres San Antonio native San Antonio by the way uh, another quarterback from there uh, Tommy Armstrong from yeah. Cibolo it's, it's Cibolo right uh, Cibolo Cibolo yeah uh, I think I would have that right. I covered him um, for his career. But Tommy is a coordinator here at Lincoln North Star now, coaching right. high school ball. I saw you talking to Tommy, I believe, at the uh, Friday Night Lights camp. Right. How close are you to Tommy Armstrong? Uh, Tommy, man, me and him are real close now. Um, I want to say just about last week we've been just hitting it off, me, him, and then we have a close friend. We have a mutual friend, so that's how we really met. And ever since last year when Nebraska first offered me, that's when we first have been talking and then ever since then it's just been you know cool but you know we've been hitting off um we i put in work with him on tuesdays and thursdays and um it's really good our connection's good he understands me i understand him he's real cool you go over to the high school with him or where do you work out with tommy at? yeah we go to the high school we train with some of his quarterbacks that uh come in and then some of his players you know from the high school team and then I'll bring uh, Victor Jones out there with me. He's my roommate, so we go work out too. So what does Tommy, I mean, when you talk about things he helps you with, where does he help you the most um, as far as, you know, when you go work out with him? Uh, I would say just the fundamentals of a quarterback as far as that. Like, um, so as growing up, I wasn't really taught under, like, a, a quarterback's coach. I kind of just winged it my whole life. You didn't have a guru. No, I did not. I did not have a paid trainer. I didn't have none of that. I just was just off the top of my what I knew and what I knew best. And I just worked at that. And so he kind of just helps me with um, polishing my uh, craft and all that stuff, all that good stuff. Well, you've got something, though, a lot of guys don't have. That's arm talent. I mean, you can have all the gurus and all the coaching, but if you don't have the arm talent, uh, for you, I mean, has the arm talent always been there? Has it always been natural for you to throw, or did that come as you grew older? Um, I, as a young age, uh, I was told I had a special arm and now coming into college and just working through it all. Yeah. I think I have a pretty good arm. It makes up for a lot of, uh, like a lack of, um, I would say like fundamentals, you know, footwork timing. So as the receiver's breaking out of his route, maybe I won't anticipate it, but I can get it there just as fast. Talking here with Richie Torres, true freshman, Nebraska quarterback, um, did you play baseball? I mean, with an arm like that, did you grow up pitching or playing any baseball at all? Nah, I never played baseball, and I kind of regret it, not playing. Were you a basketball guy though, too? Right? Yeah, it's just straight basketball, football. I got you, but I mean, you—the program you grew up. Describe the program you played in, because it—it wasn't like a nationally known Texas high school program. I mean, how, did they have a very many Division One guys in your time there at the school? No, actually, um, between the twenty-one and twenty-two class. There was three of us that went Division One. We were the last. The last guy to go Division One from our school was probably like 40, 50 years ago. So it was. Wow. Yeah, it was a a big thing when us three went pretty big, and especially me going to Power Five. 
when you say San Antonio, like how close to you were you to like the heart of the city? I was about 20 minutes out. Um, where I'm from, south side of San Antonio, it's more like its own community. We're not, we're San Antonio. We claim to be San Antonio, but it's just more of like we're on our own type of thing. And so like we're kind of like the left out, the, the forgotten, and, you know, I embraced it. And just for you, um, was there a moment when you were a recruit or quarterback that kind of puts you on the map? When you go back to the beginning of your process to get the Division One offers, was there a moment that kind of put you out there? Mm, I would say maybe my, uh, my sophomore year when – Going into my junior year, the spring, I probably put it together a pretty good like uh, camps and you know all that good stuff, all the good film, and so that really put me on the map, put me on coaches' radars. But it wasn't until after my junior year, the performances out, uh, they saw me on the film, and then seven on sevens I was doing. So just some of the throws you were making on film, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you, I mean, you could throw a football what seventy yards close yeah, to it. Yeah, just about. I mean, when you stack your arm strength up to the other quarterbacks, I mean, how do you think you stack up to the guys that throw the football on this team right now? Uh, I think I stack up pretty well. I have a really nice release. I have a quick touch, like nice. It's uh, it gets there, and I just I would say they have the 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 footwork. They have the footwork there. They have the timing, but I'm working on it, of course. What when you talk about going into a room? I'm sure that's different for you now too. Like I mean, you you kind of were the guy for a few years in San Antonio in high school. Now you've got. Chava Purdy, who came from Florida State. Casey Thompson, who came from Texas. Logan Smothers, who started a game at Nebraska last year. Um, Matt Masker, who's been here a really long time. I mean, what's it kind of like being one of the low men on the totem pole when you walk into a quarterback room, and how have you kind of taken that on? Um, I really try to learn from them. I know they've been here. They've been in the college you know, world for a while, and so I take everything I can and learn from them. But at the same time, we're competing for a spot. And so I really I try to just – Take it all in, really, and just go and make sure to have fun with it, especially because that's football. What's the, the best thing you've picked up just watching some of these other guys? Probably just the way they think about the game. Um, like I said, I didn't really have a, a quarterback guru that helped me through high school. So, you know, learning from them is just it's really good. And now that guru for you is Tommy, right? <laughs> right, exactly. What now? Tommy started at Nebraska. He's been through the fishbowl, the microscope, the ups and the downs. What does Tommy Armstrong tell you about being a Nebraska quarterback? I mean, he tells me all the good, of course, but then he mentions the bad. You know, there's always good and bad in everything, and he just says to keep level-headed and um, stay on top of everything, learn the playbook. These fans are going to be there always for you, but there's going to be times where they're going to be on your ass about it. <laughs> Welcome to big, big-time college football. Right, exactly. <laughs> what, um, you know, Mark Whipple, too, that's, that's a new name for you, but he comes with such a, a great background of coaching quarterbacks in football and calling plays. What has really impressed you just learning and watching Mark Whipple? Just probably the way he thinks. He's just – sometimes when he talks, it's just like, dang, what are, you know, what are you talking about? I get sometimes confused, but – um, yeah, he really knows his stuff. His his offense is phenomenal, and I love it. I just I just got to get it down, and once I get it down, I think I'll be really good. How much does he throw? I mean, I I think I've seen him pull out like some old Tom Brady cutups. Do you watch like any of those NFL cutups that he brought with him to Lincoln? Uh, I don't watch those. I mean, they're on the iPad. You know, they have it issued out to everybody. Um, I'll take peeks at them, but I'm really uh, focused on just the playbook we were. Uh, learning right now what excites you the most about the offense when you look at kind of what they're doing what's been installed the players that are here now 
big picture, what excites you the most? What excites me is um, the players I'm with, you know, like not saying necessarily the ones and the twos, but more like the, the people from my class and just a class above getting the timing down with them. Like I said, like with Victor, Dakotas, Janarian, uh, you know, just all those guys. We, I feel like we could be real special, and so I really try to get some work in with them. Yeah, speak of that freshman group because I believe there's only 15 of you. I mean, it's a smaller number of right. true freshman scholarship guys that have come in because of the transfer portal and right. junior college guys. But how tight is that group of 15 freshmen right now? Uh, we're pretty tight. We, you know, um, we go play basketball outside, just outside <laughs> the, the the suites, and we'll play basketball, we'll play volleyball, we'll throw the football, we'll do anything, you know. And then we have we have a group chat, so we'll go put some work in and stuff too. Who's the best basketball player? Me. You are? Yeah. What's yeah. the most good points you've scored in a high school basketball game? I want to say like 40. Four, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shooter? Are you like a slasher? Or uh, I really think I could just do it all. I could shoot, and then when they're playing up, I just take them hard right. I can't go left. You can't I, go I, left. I'll admit well, that. You I just can't. gave up your whole scouting yeah. report. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was a time at Nebraska where the basketball team was short on players, and two uh, Brant, Brant Banks and then Noah Vedro was now the quarterback of Rutgers. They, they got called up to play with the Nebraska basketball team. Oh, wow. I mean, I would take that opportunity. And they got in the game. <laughs> they got in really late. They were playing Indiana. Oh, really? And, like, Nebraska was down. But the Indiana crowd actually applauded Noah Vedro and Brant Banks because they respected the, the moment. And Banks got, like, a behind-the-back pass, almost scored um, in a game <laughs> That's awesome. with his That's long awesome. hair and yeah. mustache. And yeah. they got to keep the gear, though. That was the, the big yeah. positive for those guys. Yeah. But So basketball was your other sport. Are you a three-point shooter? Uh, I could shoot the, I, I could say I could shoot the ball, yeah. Wow. You keep keeping those skills sharp. Yeah. <laughs> well, what um what's next now? I mean, you guys have really just a month left of summer workouts. Fall camp will start, you know, the last couple of days in July. Uh, then you go to Dublin, Ireland in, in, in late August. Um, right. what, what, what's kind of next for Richie Torres? Um, really for me is just keep grinding, to be honest with you. Just stay in the weight room when we have the workouts. And then after, uh, get the throws in with the guys, learn the playbook really, and then just communicate with everybody. Just get everything down, really. Have you taken on as a quarterback to be kind of a leader? I mean, I, I, t I heard you calling AJ. AJ's waiting here in the office. You're like, AJ, you, you yeah. were kind of directing him to get up to the office, get him yeah. up here. You went down to – I mean, do you feel like you've tried to take on some leadership in that freshman group already as a quarterback? Yeah, I could say that. Yeah, like I like to hang out with them. I like to be real cool with them. Anytime I see them, go dab them up for sure. Um, yeah, and we just, like I said, anytime we text each other, just go do something, put some work in, anything. We could just hang out. Really well, Richard. Uh, I'm glad that you've uh, adapted in here into your first year at Nebraska. I know um, you've been here just for a semester and uh, working your way through your first summer, but uh, it sounds like you're off to a promising start. Right. Thank you. Yep. All right. Well, thank you again to Richard Torres. Much more to come. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan here. It was great to hear from quarterback Richard Torres. Um, and pleased to be joined now by another member, one of the another one of the 15 true freshmen on campus for Nebraska. 
joined here in studio by freshman running back A.J. Allen, Louisiana native, um, just working his way through his first month in Lincoln, Nebraska. i got to ask you right off the bat, how has the adjustment been, just uh, moving to Lincoln from Louisiana and, and being a college student? Yeah, so far, I mean, it's, you know, the, my, when I first got here, it was kind of a struggle, you know, getting back and forth, you know. But now, you know, I'm adjusted, so, you know, I'm ready to go. How does Nebraska humidity compare to Louisiana humidity? Oh, uh, it's not even close. I mean, like, I walk around with a hoodie on every day. People are like, you're not hot. I mean, it's like y'all y'all 90 to 100 feel like 80 to me. I mean, you know, back in Louisiana, it's – like it gets like one one twenty. Yeah. So this humidity doesn't phase you at no, all. No, sir, not at all. What um? So give us an idea. What are you doing? Like, like, what's the schedule like for a true freshman in his first month in Lincoln? Yeah, um, I meet a lot with Coach Alpha White. You know, trying to get the plays down. You know, um, um, in the morning time I live with the offense. So, you know, after that we go into indoor in the Hawks facility. You know, go over things. You know, that we should um work on and stuff like that. I mean, after that then. Like, I meet with Coach Applewhite, then I just go to class every day. So, you know, everything's like a routine now. So, I'm adjusted. We're joined here in studio by freshman Nebraska running back A.J. Allen. You mentioned Coach Brian Applewhite. You were originally committed to him at TCU. Um, he switched and went to Nebraska. Then you kind of followed him a month or two later to Lincoln. Um, tell us more about Brian Applewhite. Why was he so big for you in this process? Yeah, um, you know, me and Coach Applewhite, we both have a great relationship towards one another, you know, um, when he left TCU and, you know, wasn't nowhere, you know, he'll still call me every day, you know, talk to me, make sure I'm um, all right and make sure things going good with my family. So, you know, once you have somebody like that in your life, is you know, you can't beat that. So, yeah, when he got here, he talked to Coach Frost, you know. Coach Frost didn't even know who I was, you know. Then Coach Frost, he showed Coach Frost my film and, you know, it went from there. And then I got the offer, like, maybe the next day he was here. So, we're joined here by AJ Applewhite, or AJ, I called you AJ Applewhite, AJ <laughs> Allen. Um, and what what does Coach Applewhite tell you? Just like what what are the things that he really liked about you, or he wanted you to be a part of things here at Nebraska? Yes, sir. Um, he always said he wanted to coach me. He was going. He was saying he gonna coach me. So you know, I both I like that what he said. You know, um, you can't beat that. Like I said, um, working with him, you know, it, he prepared me for the next level. So what you look at that room, so much competition, so many guys battling. Um, how do you fit in right now and, and, and give us an idea how competitive that is day to day? Oh, yes, sir. We all, you know, working hard. Um, we still, you know, talk to one another every day. I mean, we, we both know it's, we all, I mean, we all know it's business here. So, you know, we all battling for that spot. So I think it's a, you know, pretty good thing. So we all working towards one another. You know, we still help each other. So I think that's, that's a good thing for me. What's the biggest thing you need to do to get yourself into that conversation to get those reps in August? Um, I just got to, um, you know, keep doing what I'm doing every day, you know, being on time, everything, doing the little things, you know, the little things um, add up. So, yeah, the details. I mean, you hear that a lot about college, being a college athlete. Everyone's got the ta- a lot of guys have the talent. Not everybody. Every, a lot of guys have the, the ability physically and gifted athletically. But it's the little details, like you said. I mean, yes, how, how important is that? Being on time and and just being a mentally prepared you know, guy every day. You know, people look at that, look at the little things you do, you know, they really know you want to be there when you do those little things, so you can't beat that at the end of the day. We're joined here by running back A.J. Allen. Uh, Mickey Joseph, too, has been a big addition, Louisiana native originally as well. Tell me more about Mickey Joseph and kind of what he's been able to do to kind of bring more guys from Louisiana to Nebraska. You know, you know, coming from Mickey, he um from Louisiana, too, so – you know, he bringing in those guys from Louisiana, too. So, 
I, I like that, you know, it's bringing the Louisiana coaches to Nebraska, and it's a big thing right there. Are you? I mean, there's a lot of you guys. Yes, um, you got Decoldis, you got mm-hmm. Trey Palmer, um, recent addition Kane Williams, the safety. Uh, I'm probably missing a couple more, but uh, how close are the Louisiana guys? Uh, Singleton, the safeties from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. How close are you guys? Yeah, we all talk to each other every day, you know. We we like we saw each other. We didn't know like where we was from. You know, they asked me what Monroe was, but you know, coming with the recruits too. You know, they from Louisiana too, and they'll play a big part of. It. They come here too, so. And I've seen some other Monroe High School kids coming mm-hmm. up here recently. Did yes, sir. You, did you play a factor in trying to get a few more kids oh, up yeah. here? Oh yeah, I'm trying to get the offensive line from my school now. Lance Hurt, yeah. They were they were up here for yes, um, official the the, the camps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. are you working on that? You, yes, sir. I am. <laughs> Were you the host? Um, yeah, I hosted too. Matter of fact, um, the one from Carr and the Carr, the um, cornerback, and the guy from my school. So, looking good. Yes, sir. We're looking <laughs> real good. <laughs> All right. As we continue our conversation with running back AJ Allen, um, you know what? What? What else jumps out to you? Just about being on a college football team, the day to day, the talent. Um, when you go through the workouts, I mean, what are some of the other things that really have jumped out to you? I mean, you know, you have to come here and work every day. I mean, you can't slack. So, you know, this it's a business at the end of the day. So. I think you have to come here and, and be at your best every day. So, give me like one or two guys that you really watch and and model and say like I got a lot of respect for this guy at Nebraska the way they go about it. Yeah, um, I really look up to um, Trevor and um, Casey. You know, they both um, are role models. At the end of the day, you know, they talk to each other every day and let everybody know what it is. So, yeah. And do they do a lot of throwing with you guys? Yes, or? sir. What um, how, do you feel that competition too? I mean, obviously Casey had the leg up out of the spring, but do you sense competition? Do you feel that with that room right now? Yes, sir. Everybody in the um in each position room battling right now, so I think that's a good thing. What uh, what are these quarterbacks? I mean, when you talk about them as players, I mean, what jumps out the way Chuba and Casey play? Yeah, I mean, you know, they both, you know, I can't compare. You know, um, I really I'm not that type. Yeah, I mean, those two, they they both great players. So, you know. They battling, you know, to see who was what. I mean, at the end of the day, they both role models. So, for you as a running back, um, can you are you an all purpose guy? I mean, do you anticipate to be battling for return jobs and even you can catch the ball to the backfield? I mean, describe yes, describe what you do well. Yes, sir. I mean, I think I can really do any anything at the running back level. Like you know, for as like I compare my games to like Reggie Bush. You know, I mm-hmm. like for as that like like I'm all around type guy. Yeah. Like I, I like special teams too, so I'll try to get back on kick return. You know, I battle for that position too. I mean, Nebraska yeah. hasn't had a good kick return in a while. I mean, I, and it it seems like there's a lot of you guys that they've brought in that that yes, can sir. add to that. I mean, Trey Palmer is one of those guys too. I mean, mm-hmm. so are you hoping you get a, a shot at it yes, in, in camp? Have they told you you'll get one? Yes, sir. We were talking to Richie Torres too earlier um, about playing bat. You play basketball with Richie and those guys? Um, yeah, we go out there on summer nights. Just go out there and shoot around. He think he shoot better than me, but nah, he don't. Did you hear what he said? He scored forty in a yeah, high school I heard game. Him, forty. I don't know. I, I'm gonna check the tape on that competition. Uh, that's true. <laughs> he said, "It's job. Give it hard." Were you a basketball? What other sports did you play? Yes, uh, um, I, I kind of ran track some, and then I played basketball. I stopped playing basketball my sophomore year just to focus on football. But mainly, I worked out with track, you know, just to get better every day. So. Were you just hundred or did you do two hundred too? I just did the hundred. I'm not a two hundred guy. <laughs> you weren't. Yeah. That's a little bit more than you want to yeah. run. Or uh, as far as weight goes, size wise, strength wise, weight room, what do they tell you? Like, like, hey, your body's here, but we want you here. Like, what do they tell you about that when you got here? I mean, they didn't say nothing about gaining weight or nothing like that. I mean, you know, I'm just getting strong upper body. That's all. I mean, that's what they mainly say. Just get strong upper body. I mean, for as that, I got the weight. So, 
What's been, when you talk about the weight program and going in the weight room with some of the veteran guys, I mean, what's like the most eye-opening thing when you see some of those linemen and other guys in there getting after yes, it? Yes, sir. I, mainly, I give a shout-out to the O-linemen. Mainly, they, they work every day, like, hard every day. Like, I see them in the weight room, like, twice a day. So, that's, like, that's something I never saw, like, for his linemen, like, being in the weight room and doing, like, outside work. Like, I respect that from the offensive line. Like, they working harder than me, I see. Like, they they outside. They, they in the weight room, like, twice a day. So, that's a that's a major part right there. Have you seen like the dudes put like eight plates on when they yes, squat? Sir. I mean, like, did you? I mean, like coming out of the high school ranks, like you probably never saw anything like that, no, right? No, sir. What what was your reaction when they're like, and you're, we're going to get you to this level someday too? I mean, what what? I mean, how do you get there? What what? I mean, was that intimidating to kind of see guys getting after it that way in the way? I mean, room? you know, it's it's called working hard every day. You know, coming in, you know, you know, you have a job to do. So, I mean, for us working hard, you know, that's what I like to see. So. Well, AJ, uh, appreciate you taking the time to come up here. I know you're in the middle of your first um, semester, first month, really, yes, in sir. Lincoln, and I uh, hope you're uh, adapting to life in Nebraska. Yes, sir. All right, well, appreciate AJ Allen joining us here. Uh, much more to come. You're listening to the Husker Online Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show, final segment of the show. Sean Callahan here as this segment is brought to you by our newest sponsor of the show, Restore Hyper Wellness, located in the Wilderness Hills Shopping Center. They are now open, ready to help you feel your best and they offer a ton of great services. I've been in there already and tried the whole body cryotherapy. If you have not tried that, it is um, the ultimate, ultimate rehab thing. When you get done working out, you just feel so much better. You go into these chambers uh, that are minus 160 degrees Fahrenheit, and you stand in there for about three minutes, and you're, you're obviously bundled up, and you know you have proper protection on when you get in there, but after you're done, it's an unbelievable feeling. Uh, went through there, did that for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Um, to my knowledge, they're the only place in Lincoln that offers this. There's a lot of athletes that are going to take advantage of this, or just a lot of people that want to feel better. They also have a lot of other things, an infrared sauna, red light therapy, compression paired with our medical services, including an IV drip therapy. I was able to get one of those done as well and uh, had never had that before. And um, you just feel so much better with all the different options they offer. So get on in to the Restore Hyper Wellness um, Clinic located in the Wilderness Hill Shopping Center, right next to Orange Theory, right across from Tanner's. Brand new, brand new to Lincoln. And I promise you, you will love everything they have to offer uh, with Restore Hyper Wellness. Well, let's get into the mailbag. Lots of questions this week. Got our first question here from Faux Frost. Wants to know, with Nuri Noelli out for the year, should we be a bit worried about the O-line? Yes, obviously. I, I still think in general the offensive line is something to worry about when you look at this football team. We know how important it is for Nebraska moving forward. 
to get things kind of short up on the O-line. I think the big question is Turner Corcoran. Where do you put him, and what does this line look like where Turner Corcoran's at, whether it's tackle, whether it's guard. Maybe you're in center, but probably left guard or right tackle uh, for Turner Corcoran, and then you go from there. All right, next question is from Colby Honky. Does a 6-7 and seven record keep Frost from being fired? Um, you know, I, I would say no. I mean, yeah, no. Uh, I think he's got to do better than that. I really do. Seven losses would be a disappointment. Look, the, the Vegas over under seven and a half right now. So they're, they're saying on a 12-game schedule, Nebraska's either going to win seven or they're going to win eight. I think they need to be in that area. I, th- I really think they need to be about seven or eight to really feel good about this year. Remember, Nebraska will be a double-digit favorite in their first three games before they play Oklahoma and Lincoln. After their trip to Ireland, they do not go on the road to almost mid-October when they play at Rutgers. So they've got an unbelievable schedule to build momentum. If they can win in Dublin, Ireland, uh, they're going to be at home for a long time afterwards, and and there's going to be a lot of excitement, positive momentum, and that is just as important as anything. These players need to feel the support of the fan base, the the belief. And that's been gone. When Nebraska loses early in the year like they did to Illinois, that belief is gone. The negativity gets ratcheted up, and they cannot afford to get in that position early in the year this year, especially with the schedule they've been given from the Big Ten. All right, next question from Big Daddy Sports Capper. Are we going to be above 500? Simple yes or no. I'm going to say yes. I think Nebraska wins at least seven. I think eight, eight can happen. Um... I, I think if they can win in Ireland, eight's very possible and should happen. So I do believe Nebraska goes to a bowl this year, and I do believe they finish above 500. All right, next question from Grant. Over under, the number of running backs with a greater individual – sorry, let me repeat that again. Over under, the number of running backs with a greater individual rushing yard total greater than Casey Thompson's total rushing yards. The line is three and a half. Whew. I'll say under. Um, I think you'll get three in there um, for sure. Four is a lot. Um, I, I just, you know, it depends how the season breaks. But we don't know about Gabe Irvin. We don't know where Jacques Giant fits into it. I think Ramir Johnson's going to have a role. And I think Anthony Grant's going to really come out of this thing uh, when it's all said and done. Sour Husker has a question. Is this the year Nebraska beats Purdue? As we know, that hasn't happened um, for Nebraska since 2020. I mean, they lost to them last year. They beat them in 2020 in West Lafayette. I think it's possible. Purdue was down a lot of guys they haven't had. I mean, David Bell, Rondell Moore, um, George Karloftis, those were frontline NFL players that are no longer there. Yes, they have Aiden O'Connell, and they have Jeff Brom, but I do think Nebraska can win that game in West Lafayette. It is not a tough place to play a football game. It is not a daunting atmosphere. If Nebraska is at all competitive record-wise, they will have a lot of fans that make that trip into West Lafayette. It's a very, very easy ticket to get. Uh, next question is from Ben Davis. Said, not really a question, but would love to hear some recruiting stories from the past. Well, that's a broad question, Ben. Um, man, I'm trying to think where I can go with this one um, because there's a lot of different angles you could go uh, with with everything, but – you know, John Blake, when I think about recruiting early on, just some of the things that he did to kind of get Nebraska players here in that 05 class. And, you know, people can bag on Bill Callahan in that era, but that 05 class delivered two 
Big 12 players of the year, Zach Taylor and Adamican Sue. It, it delivered a lot of players that laid the foundation for Bo Pelini to have a chance to win three Big 12 championships and three Big 12 championship games um, eventually down the road. Uh, when you kind of look at w- the players that were brought in, not only in 05, but 06 and 07, uh, those three recruiting classes that Bill Callahan fully recruited. So um, I, I, I look at that little era, but John Blake, when he was here, the impact that he made in recruiting, um, it's hard to think of very many assistant coaches in one year that brought in and Dominican Sue, Barry Turner, Philip Dillard, Marlon Lucky, and then even the defensive linemen he brought in that year, guys like Barry Cryer and uh, Daganduro, those were serviceable, solid pickups from the JUCO ranks. Um, so th- that's one. But, yeah, if you can go more specific, I can definitely go in a better direction there for you. Come back next week with one, and I'll definitely come at it even uh, more specific if you want a story from the past. Next question is from Jonathan Baker. Sean, if you were a football coach, which I'm not, uh, which position group would you be coaching or do you think you would purely enjoy coaching the most? Look, I'm not a coach. Or Okay, follow up to that, by the way, Jonathan says. Or better yet, you're the head coach. Assemble your coaching staff with media members. And what groups are you going to uh, – what, what, gr- what groups are you making them coach? That sounds fun, huh? Well, we'd be in a lot of trouble if the media was coaching uh, football at Nebraska. But I would never look at myself as a coach because uh, I don't want to act like I'm an X's and O guy. I, I can evaluate talent. Um, you know, I've been around recruiting and the relationship side of this business for over 20 years. I would see myself more kind of in a behind-the-scenes operational role. role. Um, I couldn't imagine myself being a position coach, um, somebody that specifically coaches a position. I know I took an easy way out there, Jonathan, but I'm not going to go there uh, because even if the media um, – I don't even know if we could assemble a staff of media members to coach Nebraska because – um, I don't know how many of the media members even played football. I played high school football, um, but obviously nowhere near the level it takes um, to, to be a coach or player at the level Nebraska is at. Well, um, that wraps it up here for this week's edition of the Husker Online Show. I hope everybody has a safe, happy 4th of July weekend. Thanks again to Richard Torres, A.J. Allen, and Maverick Noonan for joining me here on the show. Also a reminder – if you want to go out and see um, a great Husker event, make sure you go out to Tanner's Sports Bar on July 18th. I'm going to be a part of that event. So is 93.7 The Ticket, our Lincoln affiliate. Uh, but we're going to have Husker coaches out there, and we're going to have a uh, we're going to have three players as part of it: um, O'Shawn Mathis, Garrett Nelson, and Trey Palmer. Um, it's going to be a great, great night. Uh, they've got a ticket price right now that includes a wagyu steak, all you can drink from the bar, the entire event, appetizers, everything included. Get out out to Tanner's on July 18th. We've got the information on all of our social media pages and also on Tanner's uh, to get tickets for that event. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 